All right. Um, <laughs> welcome to the Barman and Bevo podcast. Um, this is probably going to be called episode 13 slash 14 because we just recorded a whole episode and lost it. Um, uh, Mike's in the kitchen mixing himself his drink. I want to introduce our guest for this week, Scott Patton. Scott, welcome to the podcast. Good to be um, here. This is going to seem real familiar because we've already done this once. <laughs> um, just an, an introduction to Scott. We, we mentioned him um, pretty much every week for maybe the last two or three months that we've recorded this. Um, Scott and Mike go back quite a ways. Uh, I know Scott. I've known Scott for a couple of years, but we didn't really. We we're just acquaintances. We didn't really know each other. Just crossing paths at the velodrome. Um, Scott is a lifelong cyclist, racer, coach, official. Um, he spent most of his life battling uh, weight issues. Um, he's now considered himself a charity cyclist. He's, he's raising money for his, uh, he's doing two Tour de Pinks coming up here in October, um, the East Coast and the West Coast um, Tour de Pinks. Uh, we'll get in a little bit about that. Let's talk, um, where did we start? We talk about... We, st- we started talking about weight loss and, and how that all got started. So, so t- a year ago is kind of when, how, bringing back to me, when did, when did your weight loss uh, journey kind of start. I, if I remember correctly, it was about this time last well, year. Well, it kind of started and failed. The the last major failure, um, which I think would be remiss without covering. So, um, in 2015, I quit riding and wasn't doing anything. I mean, I think I rode less than 100 miles in 2015. Oh wow! Uh, and they announced the Tour, Tour de Pink South for the the inaugural Tour de, Tour de Pink South in Florida. Um, I had always wanted to do a Tour de Pink, but they're in New Jersey and. Pennsylvania and it seemed like a logistical nightmare and it just wasn't going to work out but when they said South Orlando flat spring let's do this and I and I wanted to sign up so I think that was in like June or July I don't remember exactly when they announced it but I signed up and I said I need to start riding I need to get ready so I waited till January in January of 2016 I weighed in at 296 pounds um I started riding. I rode the trainer a little bit, but I generally am not a trainer guy. I tried, I tried, I tried. I ate the best I could. I I don't remember what fad diet or what thing I did that time, but I did manage to, before Tour de Pink started in um, April, I did manage to get down to about 265, uh, which, and I totally enjoyed Tour de Pink. Um, I, I knew that I really liked it and life was good. Um, I came back and started, uh, an aggressive, well, I had already started, but, but my, uh, I'm also a, a moto ref and, and I had some good assignments in upcoming months, uh, out of town assignments, full weekends. Um, and I started getting ready for and officiating bike races and enjoying riding my motorcycle because, uh, climbing mountains on a bicycle, I used to think it sucks. I'm actually starting to like it now, but on a motorcycle, it's a heck of a lot of fun. Um, so he <laughs> just, vroom. it's actually my favorite thing. <laughs> it, I like going up. I hate going down. It interesting. Yes. <laughs> I, I enjoy the pain and the suffering and I, well, I have a tremendous fear of heights. Gotcha. So like I've done triple gap once. I'll never go back. Well, my, my deal with it is now that I've, it, now that I've done all, most of the gaps on a motorcycle at 60 plus going down on a bike, working hard to go downhill is, it's, it's ah, go ahead. You guys can go faster than me. But anyway, so I started to gain weight again. Um, and by, by, 
Memorial Day weekend of 2016, I was back up to about 275. Um, then my son came. I ate whatever kids want to eat, you know, type things. And my weight bloom, blossomed, grew back up to about 286. Um, two, so I, I basically net lost 10 pounds. I, I, you know, I'm great at gaining, uh, uh, losing weight. I'm phenomenal at gaining weight. I can, I, I can balloon anytime I want. Um, but right around a year ago, a good friend of mine posted something on, on Facebook, and he said that his his weight was no longer that he used to laugh about his he used to make jokes about his weight but it's no longer a laughing matter he tried to go for a 15 mile bike ride and it didn't work out so the next morning i kitted up in my overstretched clothing and tried to go for a 15 mile bike ride and it sucked yeah. I mean, it was one of those mornings where it was like 75 degrees, but the feels like temperature is 3,450. Um, it was totally humid, so I was, I was dripping sweat. My bike hadn't been ridden since March, having been ridden in sweaty Florida. So the, nothing was working. It just sucked. Um, and then that actually coupled with my son having to go back to Texas a few weeks before put me into a pretty deep depression. Um, I was really hating myself for letting myself get out of shape again. I mean, anybody who's battled with weight knows that, you know, when, when it's going great, it's awesome. But when you, when then whatever happens, and I don't know what happens and I hope I can prevent it again in the future, but that's the future right now we're focused on today. Um, when, when you fail and you go back and you look at a picture of yourself from five years ago and you're like, wow, man, I was 214 and now I'm 280, it, you just feel like shit. You can't explain that to anybody, but you, you feel terrible and, and I really hated myself. And um, for whatever reason, I may have been on call. I don't remember the exact scenario, but my wife and a friend went to uh, Florida for Labor Day weekend. And I know exactly where I was sitting. I know exactly, I, I can picture the moment. I, I was sitting there feeling completely sorry for myself. I was, you know, poor me, you're fat, you suck, you're never gonna be able to ride a bike again, um, blah, 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 blah. I, I just, I felt terrible. Um, and I don't know what came over me, but I realized that I was basically from my, my birthday's in March, so that's three, six. Basically, I was about 18 months away from turning 50. Um, and, and I decided I, I don't want to turn 50 being fat. I've been fat for way too many years. I've, I've been fat in every single decade of my life. I want to make 50s better. Um, so. I coined a hashtag, 50 Not Fat. I created a Facebook page that I don't update all that much because I just, I don't, it seems silly. Um, so I just update my normal Facebook, you know. Right. But I do include the hashtag. And off I went. Um, I started walking. Um, I think I started, I had a, so I call it about a five and a half K is what I call sure. it. Walk from my house. It's down, down La Vista, around the corner and back and everything. So I started doing that. And then I started jogging a little bit. And then I said, you know what? You don't really like running. You need to ride your damn bike. So I said, but dude, at 286, getting a, my normal ride is I do a loop around Stone Mountain. But that hill would have been just very hard so I started doing 20 mile rides and then I bumped then I added Stone Mountain in which makes it to 27 um, and about two weeks after all this happened uh, for reasons 
long story, but I, had, I still had a plane ticket that I was supposed to use to go work toward the pink East Coast. So on about seven or eight days of training, um, I got this great idea that if I could find a bike and raise enough money to ride toward the pink East last year, I would go. I mean, I didn't have to pay anything, really. I had the plane ticket covered, and I could stay at my parents' house, and if I could use my dad's car, which my dad my dad also works at Tour de Pink, so he was going to be on his motorcycle. I knew he wouldn't need his car. It took one phone call. Yep, if you can figure it out, do it. Boom. So um, I figured out a bike, and then the fundraising was the next the next challenge. And I don't remember the fund. I, th- I think for a one day you have to raise two fifty. Yeah. If, if you raise five hundred, you get a jersey. Um, but I, I, I was fairly certain I could come up with it. In absolute worst case, it's a tax deduction for myself, so it's not a huge deal. So. I, I've secured a bike through a family bike shop who's a, a very good friend of mine. Uh, he, he was a teammate of mine back in the 80s and ni- early 90s. Uh, he literally lives, his parents still literally live across the street from my parents. Oh, wow. um, so it, we go we go way back and I called him and I said, Jonathan, I need a bike. And he said, let me see what I can do. And he grabbed one of his employees' bikes who was away at college. He went o- actually went over to his, the, the kid's parents' house. Thanks, Connor. Um, and he's, I'm riding Connor's bike again this year uh but but he got me a bike and it fit reasonably well i actually like the bike a lot but so off i went the only problem was i still had to raise the money so what i did is i just went on an aggressive fundraising campaign that evening in which i said i'm doing this on friday i need your help and i raised eleven hundred dollars in less than 18 hours that's impressive Um, so so that's all for the young survivors coalition i went up Rode the Tour de Pink, had a great time, and said, you know what, I need to do the one day again next year. So when I got back from that, I was still losing weight, you know, I'm still tracking everything. It was kind of crazy, you know, you probably should train a little bit more than that. And, and hydration, you know, when you're riding a century is probably good. That's a whole different story. Yeah. But I, I managed to put myself really deep in the hole because I was trying to keep up with people that I hadn't trained for. And when you're, sure. when you're hurting, you forget to eat and drink. And, but anyway, I, I came back, um, and, and my weight loss was going okay. Um, but uh, during during October, Tom Machetto from the Velodrome said, Scott, uh, I'm guessing you're probably trying to lose weight the wrong way. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm, 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 he goes, but you're frustrated because you're not losing weight. And I'm like, well, it'll happen or something. Right. So anyway, so he, he actually is the first person to ever turn me on to the keto, the keto or ketogenic diet. And I quickly dismissed it because all my life I'm, I've been an endurance athlete. I mean, I've been a chubby one, but I've been an endurance athlete. And everybody who does century rides, everybody who does, I mean, people even go out and eat pasta the night before yeah. a 5K, which is, which is absolutely crazy. It's, it's, uh, it's four, unnecessary. It's at most a 40-minute effort. Is it not? <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, that, whatever you guys want to do, that's all right. good for you. But but I true I too dismissed it that as an endurance athlete I needed carbohydrates. Um, on the cruise I happened to run into a guy named A B Dada, um, who's uh, he's an interesting cat. You can check him out, look him up on Facebook. He has an opinion on everything, and a lot of his stuff I agree with. But he what he did is actually turned me on to keto and and triathletes. He, he pointed me at triathletes who actually do Ironman triathlons in ketosis, which was kind of surprising to me. But I started reading about it. I can't, got back from the cruise. Um, <clears throat> I weighed in after the cruise, and I pretty much gained most of what I did. But anybody who's ever been on a cruise knows that you're going to probably, your first day back, you're going to weigh a lot more. You're, 
you're going to have some movements over the next few days. Right. It's going to come down. But post-cruise, I, I, I blossomed back up to 274. Um, and I decided on November 1st, of 2016 to try ketosis for one month. I was going to give it one month. And I believe I lost 16 pounds in the month of October. Um, it, it went well. Um, I didn't really prepare for it. And ultimately, if anybody's going to do it, I would suggest rigorous preparation before the first day because when you need something to eat and you probably still have something left in your cupboard that you're not supposed to eat it makes it more challenging but but i did i went to sam's club and i found a huge packs four pound four pound packs of bacon and i came home and i made a whole bunch of bacon because bacon is is high fat and it's got good protein so it, it it's a staple of the ketogenic diet and is that all you ate no, I, I did eat, jeez, uh, I don't remember. Um, I, I know I ate a lot of broccoli because broccoli is like... Broccoli is super high in protein and low in sugar and, it's, it's like, and, fat, and high in the good fats. Yes, yeah, exactly. And, and, and it's, got, it's high in fiber. Yep. And, and um, anything in keto, when you're counting carbs, you count net carbs so you don't have to count the fiber. Unlike something like um, Weight Watchers, I know if you throw, if you throw um, what's it called... Um, if you add fiber, you can subtract them. It's nothing yeah. like that. You, but but true net carbs is what it comes out to. So so I ate a bunch of that. Um, uh, I, I pulled up some random keto recipes, and my wife whipped those up. And 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 she still we still argue about dinner and struggle with dinner a lot because um, she probably wants to eat a lot more carbs, and I I I'm more on, on what I eat later, but. Um, I just want to eat some fat and I want to eat some protein and I want to move on. Um, I, I, I used to love this and I used to love that and I couldn't yeah. wait to have that. Now I want to eat some food to make sure that I'm okay. Um, and if I can occasionally have something really good like a good steak or or a good burger or something I really like, then that's cool. But um, but those have all got to be... Well, those are all fine. And, and, but that's where... That's but where those, I mean. you look at those kind of as a treat instead of... Like no, the standard that you would eat. When, when I seek out the good one, yes, I would. Then, then I do consider a treat. But in general, I mean, I I'm just as fine. I, I can get a chipotle salad uh, with that that I can that I've customized through the through the app that I can I know exactly where I'm going to land. Uh, I have you know. Uh, uh, Jimmy John's has the, um, the JJ Gargantuan, um, which is which is a perfect dinner. It's yeah, it's a nine dollar sub, but at the same time, go to a restaurant and eat for nine bucks. Mm -hmm. You know. So anyway, um, I got deeper into ketosis um, in December. I decided I was going to try what's called intermittent fasting as well, um, which I recommend. It, it, it's a little bit trivial but basically or a little bit tricky but basically what you do is you set up your eating window and when i was doing it strictly my eating window was 12 to 8 so i would skip basically it's a fancy name for skipping breakfast and not snacking in the morning <laughs> but i would i would just i would um do exactly that and then eat you eat you eat the same number of calories you need to in order to survive but you only eat in between 12 and 8 so you're not eating for 16 hours and there are some people will debate it I, I could tell my my life was pretty cool while doing it um it's actually makes it's only an eight hour window though yeah yeah so basically you 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 have lunch you have dinner with your family and then you don't need to get into lunch tomorrow and it takes some getting used to but once you actually get used to it if you start feeling a little wonky you can have some black coffee or, or whatever and it just 
come you come right around um and you'd be surprised how it also because you're like wow i mean if i'm riding i probably need three thousand thirty two hundred whatever calories i don't count i, I don't track um but to try and eat 3,200 calories in eight hours, that's a challenge, you know? And the other thing is... It's a challenge to eat 1,000 yeah. and not do um, gels um, or... Well, unless it's empty carbohydrate calories. You can right. eat 1,000 calories of t- Super chips, easy. but eat 1,000 calories of steak. It, you're just like you're full. And yeah. that's one of the reasons keto works right. is because the fat provides satiety. Uh, it's a fancy word. Satiate. Satiate. Yeah, there you go. You guys in the restaurant business know all about. No, I've been there's an I've been working towards a uh, one that I found. It's called um, the guy does some stuff with Adam Carolla's podcast. Okay, and he's got his thing is no sugar, no no mm-hmm. no uh, wheat, yeah, or no, no grains, yeah. So his hashtags NSNG. Okay, um, and it's he he tells you like if you're gonna have coffee, put heavy cream in it or, or yeah, half I, and half or butter or ghee that because I, I've it, done the bulletproof coffee is, that's is, exactly is it's butter. part of that and and honestly I, I tried it and I'm just like okay so and I'd what I do is I just buy heavy whipping cream yeah which it at face value, it's four dollars for a bottle about the size of a three dollar bottle of cream, and creamer. it'll last you a but, month. Yeah, because you only need like a little yeah <laughs> drop of yep. it. The only, you look inside it, it like sticks to the side, but yeah. it, but it works great. So anyway, um, I, I kept going through December. Um, in December, I was doing intermittent fasting. I decided I was going to go on my first long bike ride, um, and I learned how unfat adapted I actually was. I rode uh, from the start of the Silver Comet out to. Um, Terry Drummond, and on the way out, this guy, this guy passed me, and uh, being, being who I am, I got on his wheel, and he was rolling at like fifteen and a half, and I was, I was chill, you know, I was not in shape, but I was chill. Then we were rolling at sixteen. I'm like, man, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I'm starting to feel a little bit tired. And then we're rolling at seventeen. I'm like, I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't <laughs> be doing this. And about the time we got to the caboose, yeah, I'm like. Oh shit! This sucks. I better. I gotta let him go. I have to. And I, I physically and only sat up fifteen miles out. Thirteen to be actually. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I just did it a month ago, yeah. but I started at the school. Okay. So, so, so I've he had two miles. But, so, but at the same time, I'm dead because yeah. I, this is my first long. I actually rode twice in October. I hardly rode, and now I'm trying intermittent fasting and a long ride and going hard all at once. And I said I should back off and. I did. I sat up and let him go, but then I'm like, "Well, should I turn around?" I'm like, "No, you should try for your goal. Try to make it to Terra." So what was the goal? To Terra Drummond. I wanted to go. I wanted to go 40 miles that day. Okay. And I was stupid. I was already half bonked and had nothing but water with me, and I got to Terra Drummond and I felt bad. Five miles from Terra Drummond, I felt like death. 10 miles from Terra Drummond. So those those of you who don't know, Terra Drummond's 20 miles. Um, so it would have been a 40-mile ride out and back. I, I was in such a state of just complete screwed myself that I was having shakes and I didn't yeah, know if I'd make it to good. my car. So so I had some learning to do about keto and some buildup. I I, need, I probably should have started by maybe not intermittent fasting that day. Um, and, and now that's what I do. But like this morning, I went for a 50-mile ride. I have some bacon, or I didn't have any bacon today, but eggs and cheese before I leave and stuff like that. But What do you so, eat on the rides or do you not? That's an interesting question because... Um, 
for the most part, I don't really need to eat that much um, other than just the fact that you're riding and exercising and your brain's telling you you're hungry. My energy levels really don't drop all that much. Um, when I'm doing a tour de pink and I get to the rest stop, they always have uh, some, some cold cut sandwiches. I just grab the cold cuts out of that and eat it. If I'm going on a bike ride by myself, because your body burns off the, um, the glycogen that it has and when you're in your exercise window, the fancy term for it, right. you can actually get away with eating some carbs. So my secret sauce is anything over an hour, actually anything over two hours, at about an hour, I start eating three or four gummy bears every 15 to 20 minutes. Because they have, the, they have dextrose, which helps you re- reproduce everything and get you back up there. <laughs> now, if it's anything over three plus hours... Uh, I mean, significant. Like today was three twenty. I didn't worry about. It. I, I I ate uh, seven gummy bears this morning. So for for fifty two miles this morning, I had four eggs, about a quarter cup of cheese, and seven gummy bears. And the uh, gummy bears you had on the ride, though. Yeah, yeah. The, the, in, the, yeah in your bag. Yeah, I just I, I buy a, a big bag yeah. of Haribo Gold Bears and put yeah. them in a bag and, and off I go. That's what they're called. Gummy bears. Yeah. Yeah. The company that makes them Har- Haribo. Yes, I know that. <laughs> Well, you were giving them dirty looks. I didn't know what was going on. Well, no, I just got confused because all of a sudden we're talking about gummy bears. Yeah. Well, in the keto diet, which we haven't really broken down yet, that is range. So anyway. Gummy bears are allowed in the keto diet. Only during the exercise window. You can you can intake carbs during an exercise window. I couldn't eat them right now. It would kick me out of ketosis. But a couple, when you're working, you, your body processes the sugar differently during a workout than it does at, at rest. I and that's that. the key thing. Yes. So, anyway, um, keto was working really well. I was hoping to break 250 before Christmas or before New Year's, but I failed miserably. Um, so I, I hit 251 on on New Year's Day. The next day, I was 249.8. I'm like, Gah! but but at the same time, a matter of hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't a big deal. Um, January went pretty well. February. Uh, the, the thing with keto is is you, you do plateau, and when you plateau, it can be very long. And I believe, and, and I've read up on this, and I have no medical background, so uh, I'm just reading stuff. But based on the patterns in my life, I believe it's what's called the swoosh effect, which is your body starts storing water in the fat cells that it's getting rid of or, or no longer going to use. And finally, it's like, well, we're carrying this around, so that's why you hit a plateau and then suddenly you lose February I lost which is the shortest month I believe I lost 19 pounds in February I think I perfectly swooshed February which oh, wow. made, which made March kind of suck cause, right but the months have kind of gone every other high low high low high low so February was awesome but when you come for, for any dieter out there when you come off 19 19 pounds in 28 days and all of a sudden you get to March and you're like four you're just like oh <laughs> you're killing me man but at the same time um the, the, the other thing I introduced was a lot more riding. Um, I did. Uh, I, I picked up a smart trainer and got a Zwift account. Um, and I, I'll bet you, prior to December of 2016, I had ridden 25 hours lifetime on a trainer because that's how much I hate it. I hate it. I had too. bought so many trainers that I thought were going to be the next greatest thing that were going to make me awesome, um, and I just. I, I, 
I tried to Netflix, but with my ADD, as soon as I get a text message, I might as well just get off and go do something else. But with Zwift, I've been a, I was able to start in doing a lot of riding. So along came Tour to Pink South, went down there. We only got to ride two days, which was kind of a bummer, but we had a great time together as a Tour to Pink family. And when I came back, I kept on riding. And um, I lost more weight through, uh, I, I got down to, by the end of June, I was down to about 215. Um, when my, I, Actually, yeah, about that. Uh, my kids come in the summer, and it's. It, I decided after being, you know, working so hard and being so focused to just sort of give myself not a break from keto, but a break from focused on dieting. So I didn't necessarily worry so much if I wanted to eat some extra peanuts, if I wanted to eat some extra almonds, if I wanted to eat some extra pork rinds, whatever. I'm not going to sweat it through the summer. So. When the kids left and, uh, well, they, they left at different phases, but basically about three, week, three weeks ago, um, I, I had a brain fart. I don't know where this came from. In the past, I never rode when the kids were around. So when they left, I was even more out of shape. But this year I trained and actually did well in the Peachtree Road Race. I didn't set a PR, but I... You ran? Yeah. Yeah, oh, wow. I, I ran the peach tree. Um, I did not set a PR, but my times went... Um, from, they were 59.55, This year, I believe it was 107. So I turned the trend around. That's good. In the years that I went faster, I trained from January up until the peach tree. So this was just sort of like I'm in better shape and I'm lighter than I've been. So, so that That's, was awesome. 10K? 10K. 10K. Couldn't remember if it was a half marathon or not. So the other thing I, I hadn't been doing and I will do next year, which will definitely benefit me, is I didn't have any lights. I, so I, I never thought about riding in the morning. And now i got lights, so I suddenly got this great idea that I should just get up at 5 and go for a ride. And it's beautiful doing. So between... Between Maxwell leaving uh, and and freeing up some more time and riding some more and refocusing my diet, I have now gone from about 215, 216 when he left to I think it was, I didn't weigh in this morning, but I think yesterday was 208. Um, I've currently created, when Max left, I created another hashtag, the drive to 195. (laughs) Because the hashtag, it just makes me feel cool. Yeah. You know. Makes you feel young. Yeah, there you go. Because fifty not fat just yeah. points out that I'm about to be fifty. <laughs> right. Um, but oh, but, you know what I've started doing? I turned that? forty. I'm now forty-one. Mm-hmm. I'll be forty-two in a couple months. But I say I'm thirty-nine in thirty-two months. <laughs> I start That's a lot of work. That's gets, a lot of it, It's hard to keep track track of it though. So anyway, I sit. I, I sit before you as uh, you know. I know Zach Kabalchik would have to have vegan athlete. I guess I'm. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm really a keto athlete or if I'm just a, a guy who likes to ride his bike and is benefiting from the keto diet, but that, that's my keto story. Um, a couple things. You're doing the Tour de Pink, but why? I'm doing the Tour de Pink. Uh, it, my, my Tour de Pink story starts in 2014 when my aunt passed away after her second bout with, with breast cancer. Um, she was a, a wonderful woman, um, and if... It, it, Anybody who ever met Melissa would would swear she was as close to an angel in a human body as possible. Um, when when I was going through tough times, Melissa was always there for me. Um, she did so many so many things for so many people. And when she passed away in March of 2014, I really wanted to do something positive, and I had no idea what. So at the time, they actually had a tour to pink Atlanta. Um, 
so I signed up for that. Uh, funny story there is, um, I wanted to do it really bad, and I felt moved that I had to do this. This was going to be awesome, but at the same time, I was actually supposed to leave for my honeymoon the day after, and uh, so I, I called my wife or fiance at the time, who I. Cindy will support me in just about everything. Uh, you know, she, she doesn't say no. Um, she, she may question a few things to try and understand, but, but if I say I want to ride all three tour to pink, she's, you know, gung-ho. But given the fact that we're supposed to be leaving for our honeymoon less than 12 hours after we finished, I, I thought I should get that cleared. Um, and she said yes, and ultimately my dad wasn't on the crew, but he's also a tour to pink worker. So he flew down. Uh, she rode with him in a SAG vehicle. I rode the bike ride, and that's where the Tour de Pink, my Tour de Pink story started. Um, I didn't do anything in 2015 because they canceled the, the Atlanta ride. And I, I thought the East Coast was unachievable. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, I, right. I figured out a way to achieve it. Um, so when they announced South, I, can, I decided to rekindle the journey. I did that. You heard about last year. Um, this year, I figured if I'm going to buy a ticket, I might as well take an extra day and, um, and and ride all three days because I'll clearly be in better shape. So I signed up for that. And then while at the Tour de Pink South this year, my good friend uh, Heather and my dad and a few other people um, put a put a they, they kind of put me in a you know twist my arm behind my back. They said you need to do west. You need to do west. You need to do west. So I signed up to do west. So I I think. I think there are other people doing all three, but I'm the only one doing all three three-day rides with a fundraising commitment of $2,500 for each ride. Um, We're, we'll get to fundraising in a minute. Um, tell me, I, I know the tour pinks in October because it's Breast Cancer Awareness mm-hmm. Month. Tell us a little bit about the organization and what they do. Because I know we, we did this before, <laughs> yeah. and I'm just I want to make sure because there was a lot of really good content. Yeah, this is, this is really important to me because, I mean, people... I, We've all been affected by cancer exactly. in some form. And some, most people have been affected some way with breast cancer. Um, I'm really lucky in that it hasn't, but my best friend's son, who's six years, or just turned seven, had cancer that sucks. six months ago, but he got the most curable kind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an, It was intestinal. And it's been four months, and he's free. That's awesome. Free and clear. And, like, in the highest percentile, not to get it again. That's cool. Which is... But everybody's affected. I mean, I have a lung cancer. Grandfather died of lung cancer. Yeah. You know, everybody's been affected by cancer. Cancer, cancer sucks. And, and nobody nobody will ever... That's one thing you can state. And it, it's not political. Cancer sucks. Mm-hmm. And the world will agree with you. But... Um, and people... You know, sometimes... I, I feel like, and, and, and my friend Jamie, who I'm going to talk about in a second, um, sometimes I feel like the survivors and women have it easier raising money um, because I'm just like, uh, yeah, I'm a 49-year-old guy. What, what's my tie to breast cancer? Or my wife doesn't have it, but I tell my aunt, and, and that helps. But at the same time, like you said, everybody's been affected. Um, the thing... I don't know about other charities. I don't know what the Susan... Uh, Susan G. Komen. Susan G. Komen. I always want to say B, but Susan yeah. G. Komen. I don't know exactly what they do, and, and, and I'm sure that 
I'm not here to say they're bad. I'm not here to say they're good. I, they usually do like a three day walk. Or they do. As a matter of fact, my, my my friend, um, one of my friends who has donated to my uh, tour de pink is she has done so. She wears my aunt's picture when she walks them, and she is going to be doing the Susan G. Komen walk. The weekend after the first tour to Pink in Atlanta, and she she's done so many and raised so much money. They're actually flying her to Atlanta for free. So nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna go stalk her on the road and, and, cool. and cheer her on. But anyway, the Young Survival Young Survivor or Young Sur, Young Survival Coalition, uh, YSC. That way I don't have to say that again. Is a group that is. Um, Th- their mission is to support young women affected with breast cancer, and they do they, they, they do a conference every year where they fly, and, and the money we raise doing the Tour de Pinks goes to fly breast cancer, people diagnosed with breast cancer, to a place where they can all talk with other people, young people, um, I believe it's under 40, uh, I don't know the exact details on that, but other people who, who have been affected by breast cancer, um, because, you know, a 60-year-old woman Fertility is not really the, the, their no. big focus, but when you're diagnosed at 23 or 24 or something, you've got to, you know, if you want to have a family, you've got decisions to make quickly. And and that's when when I heard this story, my friend, my friend uh, uh, Jamie Pleva Nickerson, who Kevin, her her uh, her husband is actually, I, he's we share the same birthday as a matter of fact. But when I heard her story. Um, at Tour de Pink South, I knew that, that, that this was something magical. Um, Jamie's sister was also young, diagnosed with breast cancer young, and she passed away. Um, and Jamie, at a very young age, 23 or 24, I don't remember. Uh, she, I, I, sorry, uh, but she was diagnosed. And due to her sister and her, the relationship with the YSC, well, the YSC immediately contacted her and, and started advising her and counseling her and doing everything they could to help her. And I really don't know exactly what they do, but I listened to these stories about what they did. And, and this one in particular, uh, I, I, on version A of this, um, I, I, I got chills and I'm probably yeah. going to get it again. Uh, I'll, I'll just keep it brief so it's less chance for me to get stuff wrong. Um, before Jamie started her chemo and radiation or whatever treatment she was going to get, they suggested that she save some eggs so she could have kids in the future. And she saved some number. Um, I don't remember the exact number. But they, they tried to use the eggs, and they tried to use the eggs, and nothing was working. So finally, with the last two that they were the, the last two that were available, this was their last shot of... Um, their last shot of, of having a baby, um, it, the, the, the twins were born. Um, they, they call them the miracle babies. Um, and she gives full credit to the YSC for the guidance and, and support they gave her. I hear that, you know, I see that the, the, the women, all, they call each other breast friends. Um, and, and, <laughs> and for me, my, my, my role is to try and raise money for them and went on a bike ride, do what I can. Um, I, I will... There's no woman by the side of the road that will change a tire if I'm nearby, you know. Right. Um, also, what I did at South a couple of years ago, I become the ultimate domestique. I mean, literally, I will do anything I can. Um, with last year, the, the, the uh, actually it happened this year too. But um, last year we we were as. You've been in Florida before. We were going straight down A1A. I was there this morning. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We were going straight down A1A south. Yeah. And there was a wind coming at about right that nobody can see. A crosswind, not quite 
90 degrees but uh, uh, and, and what I did is I sat on the front of that group and did everything I could I pulled probably 75 miles of the century and what I didn't what I also did is every three or four yeah maybe five ten minutes I would go up but go to the back and I would I would kind of sheep herd and literally push my push the women in my group back up and just basically take really good care of them um, and 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 I have had a woman come up to me and say, you know, look, I've got stage four breast cancer and I just wanted to finish this bike ride. It was on my bucket list and gave me a big hug. Um, and, and I've had another woman, uh, I forget the exact relationship, but she was, on, she was my teammate on Team Pleva, Jamie's team last year. And, um, and, 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 you know, when you help these women finish something they don't think they can do, it, it, it's a tremendous feeling. I've, I've coached riders. I've worked bike races. I've done everything I care to do in the sport this that I need to do. This is most rewarding, though. I've never, from anything else, sat on my bed crying tears of joy because yeah. I actually helped somebody. Helps That's powerful. Out. And, and it, it's a great organization. It's a great ride. Um they, they have a saying that, that usually pans out that nobody goes through breast cancer alone and nobody rides a tour to pink alone. Right. So that's why I try and corral people into a group. You know, I don't, we don't, I don't try and span the people who think the members, of, as I call it, the Professional Century Riders Association of America. I don't try and pull them back, and I don't try and get the, the newbies who, who who are a little bit slower, but I try and find a good group that, that yeah, I could ride faster than, but but I can keep everybody together, and we have a good group, and we, I, I've got friends all over the country from, from the rides, so it's, it is definitely the most rewarding thing I've done. Right. Where, where can we send people to donate to your cause? It's the... Have you, have you hit your goal yet? I have hit my goal for south and east, and I believe I am at about. I need about fourteen hundred more dollars for west. Okay. Um, because it's a twenty-five hundred dollar commitment for each of the rides. Um, so I, I, I don't. I haven't looked at it. I, okay. I just got a donation from it. It's an amazing when when one of your teammates who also has had to raise. Uh, is now donating to mine. Uh, the, the way I got to East was, um, I, I don't remember, I was having a really bad day, and I just vented on Facebook. I said, come on, just I need something to go right today. And a woman who wasn't even on my team or anything just said, I want Scott to be done today. And she's actually a, a survivor. She she actually went and, and she had to make two donations because it took $1 off when I was at $24.99. So she was making <laughs> a $1 donation. All right, so, so where can they go? Um, you, you can Google why. YSC Tour to Pink and search for my name. You can also go to, I made it real easy for you knowing this podcast was coming out, on scottpatton.com. That's S-C-O-T-T-P-A-T-T-O-N. Um, I, I made a post with a link to uh, to the YSC uh, so you can find out more information in case you know somebody that's affected by breast cancer. To my to my West Ride, which is the one I'm still trying to fill up. And also to uh, the podcast, but if you're listening, you probably already right. got that. It doesn't link. hurt that. It doesn't yeah. Um, they can also usually you, you, if they find you on Facebook. There's usually some in your. I mean, you're pretty active on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you three, four times a day. But there's usually if you dig through, you can find the link in there yeah, somewhere as well. On Facebook, I'm Scott Patton forty four. On Twitter, I'm at Scott Patton. So um, find me on Facebook. Uh, ping me. Uh, you know, uh, just. Let me know you want to donate, and I'll get you the link. If you want more information, uh, I get a lot. Of, I get approached by a lot of people. Hey, can you tell me about the Tour de Pink? I want to do it next year, type thing. Um, I've got a yeah, lot if of. If you friends. just tell them that story, 
about helping lady? Uh, well, as a matter, <laughs> the, the funny thing there is, um, when I first decided I wanted to ride f- the full East Coast ride, and um, the coach or, or the, the captain of the team has the rights. So, if if the three of us were on a tour de pink team and I raised ten thousand dollars, I have the option of saying, ah, "I'll cover them." Right. So you don't have to raise any money. I don't like that too much, sure. but I because because ultimately, if I raise ten thousand and you each raise, that'd be fifteen. You know, right. so that's better. But they have the option, and so I was originally being a candy ass, and so I was looking for a team that I knew would raise enough to cover me, so I didn't have to fundraise for East. And I messaged Jamie, and. I kind of didn't like her that day because she wouldn't. She wouldn't do it. She's like, "No, Scott, you can do it." I'm like, "But I'm a guy. Nobody wants to give a guy money." She's like, "Tell him your story. Tell him why you ride." And if and I'm like, "She's like, tell him my story." And that's what I just did, you know. Yeah. Um. And 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 she she held me to the standard of raising the money. And thank you, Jamie. And you'll, I'm sure she'll listen. Um. But and and when I signed up for West, I for a brief moment had a thought. I mean, dude, seventy five hundred dollars is a lot to raise for charity in a year. Um, but at the same time, I'm at five thousand eight hundred, so maybe seventeen hundred more. I don't know. Yeah. I'll get there. Yeah. Uh, I'm not afraid. Well, you got time. You got month and a half. Yeah, like you said earlier. Yeah, it, it, and people, I, if you put it out like this is the last week, you'll get a ton of donations. Yeah. So right now, right now we're planting the seeds, so y'all are going to think about me and in. At the latest, early October, mid October, you're going to start seeing all kinds of posts. I'm going to be badgering you guys. It'll be part of the podcast. So, no problem. Yeah, but as the urgency, yeah, we're going to talked about every week anyway. Yeah, as the urgency picks up, so do the donations. So. Sure, I'm. You know, in previous years, if I had a seventeen hundred dollars, because the deal is simple. If you haven't raised the money and you start the ride, they charge your credit card. So, wow. So I have a vested interest in it. Oh, absolutely. And getting it done. Um, but so my, my deal is I'll get myself to the rides. I'll do the rides. I'll help the women. And I'm asking anybody who wants to help out $5, $1 helps. Every bit, every bit, every bit helps. So I know I'll work some people that I've helped, you know, donate to their rides. I'll cool. donate. I'm, I'm going to donate. You know that'll happen this week. Cool. I know Michael donate. If he doesn't, yeah, I'll punch it, he, him. He, he was <laughs> he was he was one when, when I when I did my uh, my my Scott Van eighteen eighteen <laughs> when I did that when I did the eleven hundred dollars in eighteen hours. Barman was one of them. There you go. As a matter of fact, I'm ninety nine percent sure that two two do, no I know two donations came out of this apartment. <laughs> yes. So that that yeah. night, but you know. Um, yeah, the cycling community sticks together, yes. um, and it, it's affected a lot of a lot of people have been affected by various types of cancer, um, and, and the, um, there are great charities out there, and there are great rides. But this is this is the one I ride for, and that's why I ride. Cool, uh, scottpatton.com. Uh, you can find Scott on Facebook. We'll link everything through the episode through our website. Uh, through our social media as well to help you out. Thank you. Um, we appreciate you coming and telling your story. It's been long overdue. I know we've been talking about it for a few months now. Yep. Um, I'm glad we were able to do Just it. Don't end the shout out, man. I need that. That that, that little reason. No, no, that's that, that won't stop. Okay, <laughs> that's not going to stop. That's how I know I'm that still cool. We even we even start using the hashtag for you. <laughs> Where'd Scott finish in the Jordan fronts? 
<laughs> he didn't get kicked out. <laughs> you know, you need to do a picture like you did with the Lance Armstrong oh, thing Scott with Scott. <laughs> did you see that? I did. I oh, did. God, that's a trip. Um, you know, we'll talk more about about you towards the end, and, and feel free to jump in on any of these topics. All I right. know I sent most of them to you uh, yesterday. Um, where did we start? Do you remember? Uh, oh, the Vuelta. We started with the Vuelta. Kind I said the Giro, days. but I said the <laughs> we did You're the like, when's, when's the Giro? <laughs> I wanted to talk about May, the Giro. You said no. 2018. All right, we got the Vuelta coming up in, it starts in two weeks. The end of roughly. August. Correct. Um, Contador's last Giro. Yes, he Trek, to wear Trek, number one. Trek's now looking for a GC rider. Well, they have Malima. Uh, but they put out the word they're looking for another well, one. Well, they could find somebody that can get top ten in the Tour de France and pay him a million euros. <laughs> As they did this year. Yes. <laughs> um, we talked about Froome. You said you don't believe he'll win this. No. You think he may lose to Landa. Uh, that's definitely a possibility. Um, Landa's motivated. Landa hasn't signed a contract yet. Landa speaks Spanish. Landa's from Spain. Hence yes. The- and we mentioned that Chris Froome has finished second in the Volta three times. So he's very good at getting second. He's almost like Yup Zudomil. Yes, almost. He's the Spanish Yup Zudomil. But Yup but won one world title at the age of 41 years old, I believe. Yeah. And he won one Tour de France, I think, yep. in like 1979, maybe, like in between. A stage or a tour? He won, he won tour. the tour. It was, like much, it was much flatter. 37 seconds. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was a, it was a, they kind of, it was a flatter tour, and I believe Bernardino had a tendonitis issue or something, some some health issue, and so the, in cycling we always call Jupe the eternal second. <laughs> <laughs> Where is he from? He's Dutch, I believe. Okay. Yes. Um. So you. How said, important? No, Quintana Nibley's in. Yeah, and he I, needs like, to ride. He needs to ride well to keep uh, a sponsor. Or to no, well, he just needs to ride well to make sure that it's easier for him. Next year, is do you think not winning another major tour for Froome is it? Is it? Yes, is I, it I him? believe that's a conflict. Is, is it I him mean, or is it the cycling community? No, some of it was he definitely could have won earlier in his career. Um, however, it didn't work out for him, and he wasn't that concerned because he wanted to win tours. But now that that. The press is saying, well, hey, that's fantastic. You're great at the tour, but what about Contador? What about Nibali? What about... All these other guys. Quintana's won a Giro and, and a Vuelta. Yeah. And, and honestly, I think both all those guys are better racers than than Froome is. Oh, I agree with that. I mean, they, they've won their Grand Tours without the best team, without the best circumstances on on different things. And... and Unfortunately for other riders, they've taken advantage of other riders' missteps or bad days or and such. And and you know me, for me, that's racing. Right, racing is un- unpredictable, and it's in you know this this year's tour was much better than in previous years. It it, it but you know it every seemed time, like it was even. The playing field seemed more even than normal. Right. Well, it there was partially the course too. The yeah. course wasn't designed to let anybody. Well, it was, it was designed for Bardet, which yeah. unfortunately for Bardet, Froome's a better Bardet than, <laughs> <laughs> than Bardet is, and so so you run in you run into that now. France is kind of stuck. Do we make a 
Pino can't Pino can't uh, time travel as well as Froom, and Bardet can't outclimb consistently Froom. So they'd be happy to. I actually think they're going to make a course that works for Dumoulin. Who's Belgian? Who's Dutch? Also. Dutch. They're going to make a course that works for Dumoulin because they want to watch Froome get his ass handed to him <laughs> by by a better by a better best cyclist. And by Dumoulin, the way, you six times, six times seconds, six times seconds wow. uh, at the tour or at the world tour at the tour. Wow, three times fourth. <laughs> wow, <laughs> he, he rode it sixteen times. He got eighth, fifth. Fourth three times, second <laughs> six times, and he finally won it in 1980. Was that the last one? Was that, was that the last one he rode? No. Uh, no, I don't think so. And he won the world championship in 1985. When Five he, years later. When he was 41 years old. Wow. Yeah. Well, he saw that they're giving Contador the number one in the in the Vuelta. Yes, because Quintana's not... Well, who was... Aru? Aru, Aru might not, not be riding in it. No, Aru is riding in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. It'll be interesting. Should we talk about the Colorado Classic? We can if you want. We're at forty-eight minutes. We're at forty-nine minutes. Well, the first the first podcast <laughs> we're an hour and forty-nine the first, minutes. <laughs> the, the first podcast is you couldn't put your finger on the red button on. Well, I made a mistake, Mike. <laughs> I am, I'm sorry. Uh, hey, at least he provided more beverages. That's right. Just, just like restaurant business. I I screwed up. I'll admit that I screwed it up. It happens. I'm not perfect like you. I made that one mistake in 1989. It's okay. Um, I use that one in the shop sometimes with customers when I sell a place. And they're like, man, you know a lot about this. You don't seem to make any mistakes. I made a mistake in 1989. Um, who won the Colorado Classic? Uh, the BMC rider Sinen. Uh, I don't think there's an N on the end. You know me in last names. Um, him and Sergey Tektov got off. Uh, they had a break yesterday, and and Cannondale couldn't bring it back. How many, how many big clubs are there? Uh, more World Tour teams. There's BMC, Cannondale, Trek. That's it for. World for tour. World Tour teams, but Utah only had one in BMC, and so uh, oh, the, wow. the teams were reduced to six riders each, 100 riders, uh, I think 100 95. riders took, just, took the start under 100. Yeah. So so that's what happens. Shorter when, stages. Shorter stages. Um, There's also a women's race. I'm sorry? There's also a women's race. Women's race. No point to points. All of them were uh, circuits in some yeah, way. Yeah, that's what those other. They, they had to reduce the cost. They 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 the 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 government is actually the main sponsor of the race because no, Colorado's rolling in money. Well, that, that, that <laughs> but that it's all going into the education fund. Fred Landis was in the bill. <laughs> he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> the other the other notable bummer about the Colorado Classic is. They, they did set up the, the live coverage and it's avail- it was available and everything. It crashed because of the weather, right? <clears throat> yeah, basically, anybody who's lived in Colorado in the month of July and August knows that at 3.30 to 4 o'clock in the afternoon, there's going to be a thunderstorm probably 7 out of 10 days. And they, uh, three, I think they're all three days. They had the ground. The, the way, ground the, the way plane. 
they have to ground the plane to transmit the, the, the images. So then basically you're stuck listening to Christian Vandeveld babble about bike racing. And Paul Sherwin. It turns out, I, I know that it, we, I was listening was to Was Philly it. here? No, apparently, I don't. No, he, 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 was was around. he was around, but he was only showed up for like the, the sprint finishes and stuff. Like <laughs> he must have been up doing, doing his gin and tonics. <laughs> but, uh, but it turns out that uh, George Hincappy was actually in the team car, not only talking to his riders, he was talking to TJ Eisenhart and everything all day long, but he was also texting NBC Sports. Um, uh, I forget who the second one was and the stages podcast so they knew what was going on oh my god because George is George I, I know Barman doesn't like it but George is still tight with Lance so. I like George quite a bit he showed up uh, I, in I the last two or three days Lance of the you mentioned. tour well Lance well you can you, you're welcome to mention Lance okay I just did so now you, you don't have to throw me out and make me do this again no um, he's not allowed to mention Lance I listened to about one and a half of the four stages, and I said, that's enough. <laughs> I couldn't take the other guy. <laughs> um, I don't know. I've never today's, listened to today's with the discussion with the team doctor was actually pretty good. I hate to plug another podcast here, but I just did. I'll give it a listen. <laughs> I had seven hours to, to kill in my car today. That's <laughs> so, all I was listening to was podcasts. A lot of podcasts. Um, let's move on to international soccer. Neymar. Mr. One Hundred Percent Jesus got. Uh, Is he that Christian? He after the World Cup, he was wearing a headband, a Jim McMahon style headband that said that was handwritten in marker One Hundred Percent Jesus. That's apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who knows? I, <laughs> I find that hard. To so find, but okay, he was sold. Sold. How's that not slavery? It's, I, I've been trying to figure that out. I've been saying that for years. Is, is this slavery? How can there not be free agents in soccer? So it, it kills the whole system, doesn't it? 222 million euros to PSG in France, Paris Saint-Germain. For the honor of paying him 30 million euros a year. To play. Well, the, the deal almost got shot down. It several was times. Once. It was once. I know. By, I know. I know. The league, FIFA. League, no, La Liga. I think it was. Oh, really? Yeah. Said the Spanish went, Soccer Federation said well, no. That's why. That's why they had to go bring the money to them in yes. cash. Yes. That's. They had to. They had to at least pay a hundred and eighty million or something uh, like that in cash. And they they showed up with all of it. Oh. <laughs> wow. What would we do with one hundred and eighty million euros in a suitcase? And can you? Does that fit in a suitcase? No. Brewster's. I want it all in once, and I want it on pallets, <laughs> like in Brewster's Millions. <laughs> the kids they don't know what Brewster's Millions is. We try to explain the, the oh, plot, God. that plot. What was the vote? Vote maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what the vote. He was running for mayor. He's running for mayor. Well, remember he's watching the TV, and someone mentioned, "Man, those political races are the most expensive things you can." You can <laughs> But he couldn't get his name on the ballot, so yes. he, he did all the advertising as vote maybe. That's right. <laughs> well, the first thing I do is I go buy you a gold-plated catcher's mask <laughs> <laughs> to wear around your neck. That would be awesome. Uh, oh, we're talking about baseball. Oh, That's a that good happened. segue. Perfect. What's uh, first? Your 43 games to... It is magic number 43. Wow. They made a big trade this week. They got Jay Bruce from the Mets. 29 home runs, 78 RBIs. This year? This year. He wasn't injured? No, that had an injury. That's why they had a trade <laughs> for him. <laughs> um, 
You wanted you you texted me this earlier in the week. You wanted to talk about this. Umpire Joe West was suspended for three games for. <laughs> what baffles me is why an umpire or a referee would ever be invited to do an interview. So so I guess I Joe, Joe West has two albums, two country music albums. Shut up. That's what I was doing. I was researching him. Like Terry Bradshaw country albums? Yes. Shut up. So they call him Country Joe? Oh, or, God. Or, he first became a, a um, an umpire in 1976. Oh, they've got to put term limits on he's that. A college, he's a college quarterback from... He doesn't ECU, look like it. ECU and then Elon in 1971 when I was when I was born. Elon? Elon. In New York? I don't... I don't know where Elon is. I think it's up in. I think it's like in. Well, he was at ECU, and then that coach got fired, and then he decided to transfer. And so, <clears throat> yes. So, <laughs> why did he get suspended? You tell me. <laughs> he called Adrian Beltre Major League Baseball's biggest complainer. <laughs> that quick, there had to be more verbiage in that. I bet I just read the headline. I didn't go and look at the actual <clears throat> quote. So. Joe West has been suspended for grabbing a player's uniform before. Papelbon. Really? He got busted for that. He was one of the 22 uh, umpires that um, that resigned during the umpire strike. Well, the negotiations, I don't believe they were allowed to strike. Um, and they were all surprised because Major League Baseball actually accepted the resignations. Uh, here's here's the article. As reported Tuesday by the Los Angeles Times, citing information from the World Umpires Association, the MLB Commissioner's Office gave West the ban for creating an appearance of lack of impartiality <laughs> towards Beltre and the Rangers. Joe West said in June that Rangers third baseman Adrian Beltre was MLB's biggest complainer. That's it? That's I don't see the exact quote here. Wow. He, it just says, in quotes, biggest complainer. It's got to be Adrian Beltre. Oh. He was asked. He, he was asked, who's the biggest? It, it's got to be Adrian Beltre. Every pitch you call that's a strike, he says, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I had a game with him recently, and the pitch was right down the middle. He tells me, that ball is outside. I told him, you may be a great ball player, but you're the worst umpire in the league. You stink. <laughs> I, knew there, I knew there was more to it. Oh, that's great. So get so get so get this. So what's uh Big Poppy's real name? Ortiz? Um, <clears throat> um David Ortiz. David Ortiz. Yes. Came up with the twins, right? Apparently, yeah. I just re- came I just up with the twins. That. Joe West threw him at the plate. Well now I'm not the ugliest man in baseball. Oh my god. <laughs> so Joe West was behind the plate in Ortiz's last game. And Ortiz says back, says, well, you're back to being the ugliest guy in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you brought up a good point where we, we talked a little bit about Bobby Cox, and you said that Bobby Cox, you think he threw Bobby Cox out more than anybody. I think he threw him out at least 20 times. Oh, I bet it's more than that. I was thinking maybe 28. 163 I times? Can't get any, I can't get any facts. I bet. I, I bet half facts. of those. I think the over. No, you got to put the over under. No, 80. because they take they take four weeks off a year. The umpires take four weeks off a year, we, and they don't work. To, the they've umpires got four don't months work. off. What do you? They take four weeks off. They take. They give them. They give yeah, them but breaks. Bobby Cox was there from the mid nineties. Yes, 
until 2015. Okay, so Joe That's West, 20 Joe West has 5,000 umpire games now. Bobby Cox. So maybe they. So maybe they. Maybe 500 games. Bobby Cox and Joe West were in the same game. That's eight games a year. He got thrown out. Eight games a year. You can't tell me it was that Joe West didn't throw him out half of those. Half. <laughs> half. <laughs> Bobby Cox got thrown out eight games a year. Eight games a year. I'm having. Just do him if he if he coached for 20 years. Well, that's just Braves. You said he coached the Blue Jays in the in he the eighties. He did, and if, he was a general manager for a while. Okay, so if he coached the Braves for twenty years, yes, and he got thrown out one hundred sixty-three times, yes, that's eight games a year. <laughs> Man, that seems like a lot. Eight out of one hundred sixty-three, though. Well, I mean, how often? It's one a month. It? Well, they did. They did say that the new replay has helped because everyone calms down. Because they're not running on the field because they know they're going to get resolution through through video replays. So, um, I just I just love the I knew there was more to that comment than than what you had said the first. Well, time. I just read the I just glazed over the headline yeah. of the first one. Yes. Um, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Steve Bartman was in the news last week. You you wanted you wanted me to go, you wanted me to go to Iowa, move in, <laughs> find a job, and get embedded with Steve Bartman. Well, he was in the news. The Cubs announced, I want to say last week, that they are going to make a 2016 World Series ring for Steve Bartman. They wanted to invite him to the stadium to give him the ring and kind of put all the history behind them. And Steve Bartman responded, and he said. It's awesome. I'm still a Cubs fan. I don't really want to do this. I kind of want to keep my my life personal and quiet. And uh, I think he's going to accept the ring, but I don't believe he's going to go to... So they're going to send it in the mail. I think so. I don't think there's going to be a a Steve Bartman reunion tour. He should get the ring and he should be able to throw out the first pitch. (laughs) That's just asking for trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Because you know he's... Something bad's gonna happen. But He's gonna throw the gut out. Dug out. Everything, everything done. Everything's done now. <sighs> that would be awesome. It would be awesome. That's like the Bills inviting Scott Norwood back. <laughs> that would be Does awesome. he live in Buffalo? No, oh, God, no. Where's he live? I think the last time I, I read up Is about he a California him, guy. Or no, no. I think he's like in in like Minnesota or North Dakota. Is that where he grew up? I don't know where he's from. I don't know where he's from. How many kicks did he ever miss? Not it wasn't many. It was just that one. Why, right? Yep. Is that Belichick's first Super Bowl? Was he assistant with Phil Sim or with um yeah. uh, what's his name? Bill yep. Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells. He might Bill, he might have been. Bill Parcells has two has uh, two Super Bowl rings with, with Belichick, and Belichick has five without Parcells. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Belichick might have another one with somebody else. Uh, you know, no, he was, like he was a, with the Colts. He was with the Colts as like a junior assistant, and I think they lost that. I think they lost that that Super Bowl. They've only played in like two. The Colts, late seventies. Oh, maybe maybe with the Unitas. Was that, that, been was 60s, that just the right? NFL AFL? He wouldn't have been coaching back in the AFL. <laughs> but he wasn't coaching. He was with the but he organization. Yeah, but he wouldn't have been. He probably started in the 80s. He's got to be, what, around 65? No, Belichick started in the 70s. 
Wow. Well, he graduated... Let's see. How old is Belichick? I think he's like 65. Okay. So that puts him 40 years ago, would have been 77. That's about, that's okay. I think about when he So when he was 25. Leave. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Maybe uh, even a little younger, like 22 <clears throat> or 23. Uh, so Steve Hartman. <laughs> I'll be following that closely because I'd love to see that. Uh, well, you know he's not going to, is he going to take a picture with the ring on his hand and without his face and just send it to the Cubs? I he mean, doesn't have the ball still, does he? They blew that thing up. The, the the ball he caught from Moises Alou. He didn't catch that ball. Oh, no, that's right. He missed it. <laughs> he missed the ball. That ball is still privately owned, I think. No, I think they, they exploded it. I think they did. Like, like they lightninged it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder, um, Wonder Boy. Let's talk briefly about the Dolphins and what they the move they made at quarterback this week. Mm. They signed Jay Cutler. Which makes for a one-year, $10 million a year? I can't believe they couldn't get him for $2 million. I can't believe they couldn't get him for 5 <laughs> He wasn't Two. doing anything. Two. No one else was going to take him. No, he, he retired. He said, I'm done with this. Yes. I don't want to play. And it was his wife who talked him back into it. Jake, I think she just wanted to Plummer, spend the... Is Jake Plummer available? No, he's. I think he's his arm's done. He'd be a better option. His wife just wanted to spend the year in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> she was a reality star. <clears throat> Oh, really? Yeah. She was on The Hills or one of those MTV Did reality Brent shows. Did Brent announce about her? Yeah, uh, she was in that category. <laughs> She's hot. She's hot. She, see, they did a couple episodes of the league. Oh, that's, we got to set up the Fantasy League. For? The, oh, the, the podcast Fantasy League. Yes. I'm going to do that. I've been meaning to do it all week. Okay. Scott, I'll send you an invite if you want to do it. I know you're I'll a big, Fal- big Falcons fan. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> Well, the Dolphins signed Cutler, but people were complaining about Kaepernick, of course. Why didn't you go get Kaepernick? <laughs> Miami had the perfect response. <laughs> they said, and I'm, I'm uh, paraphrasing, but they said, last week, Colin Kaepernick was photographed wearing a pro Fidel Castro t-shirt, yes. and we have a large Cuban community here <laughs> in Miami, so it didn't make a lot of sense for us to go after him. <laughs> <laughs> and that shut people up. Just the fact that they'd have to actually make a statement on that is... I the, think they actually posted the picture as well. I think that was actually a statement. Yeah. Yes, I agree. It's just bad. Listen, the guy stinks. He's not a good quarterback. That's why he doesn't have a job. You know when Kaepernick's coming back in the league? When there's a strike year. Nope. <laughs> Jim, Jim Harbaugh comes in. Jim Harbaugh's not coming back. He'll come back. He's not coming back. Oh, he's coming back. Mm-mm. Jim Harbaugh will win the Super Bowl. No. Usual? Sure. <laughs> I'll have to remember that one. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh will win the Super Bowl. So no. Yes, he will. He will never leave if Michigan. Tony Dungy... He'll never leave Michigan. He wanted to leave last year. His wife's been keeping him at Michigan. No, he's not going to... He's not going to... Yo, hell yes, he can't control is. those guys. Dude, he is coming back, and he is winning a Super Bowl. With a pants sponsorship, maybe. Dude, he wears the same outfit the, every day. The Walmart pants. He wears he he. What is it? Him and Pete Carroll. They wear the same clothes. Every You're not day. allowed to bring up Pete Carroll on this podcast. Why? I hate, I hate Pete Carroll. So do I. Don't bring him up. I hate Pete Carroll more than you do. No, you don't. The great cheerleader. How much does he get paid? Hey, who's the highest paid cheerleader on the Seahawks? <laughs> Pete Carroll. <laughs> who choose? I've hated Pete Carroll who, longer than you. Who choose come harder than a fifth grader? 
Pete Carroll. I can't tell if it's gum or a pen cap. One of those old big pen caps. Who who totally destroys a college program and then goes to the NFL? And wins the Super Bowl. (laughs) Um, Ezekiel Elliott from the... This really screwed my fantasy draft. I have the fourth pick in my money league. Is that supposed to be... Uh, it's supposed to be Ezekiel Elliott. Can't you take Drew Prescott? Dak Prescott? You don't take a quarterback in that league till the fourth round. Why? It's all running backs and wide receivers, because so that's where all the points are. Really? I've toyed with over years just drafting quarterbacks in the first fifth rounds, first five rounds, and screwing everybody. Yeah. Just take Rodgers, oh. Brady, Breeze, just one after another. And then trade out. And then trade out. But I'm afraid nobody will trade with me at that point. <laughs> it's, like, it's a $105 gamble that I'm making <laughs> to do that. Um, Ezekiel Elliott suspended six games for violating the personal conduct policy um, is, without actually being charged. What does Stephen A. Smith have to say about that? Oh, God. I... <laughs> what channel is he on? ESPN? I'll have to watch tomorrow morning to find out. Well, I'm sure they brought him in Friday afternoon. Dude, I already watched it. <laughs> How bad was it? Which Man. did he? Did he? Did he? He thinks the league's being un. Is oh, you love it. He's a Philly guy. Yes, he should be totally on the side of the league on this. Well, race race above Eagles. Yes, <laughs> race above. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. Yes. They're, they're, the stance the league has taken on this, if you violate this personal conduct policy and it has anything to do with uh, domestic abuse, first offense, six games, second offense, lifetime ban. That's what I listened to Mark Madden out of Pittsburgh on Friday. That's what he said the, 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 the league's stance is on this now. So strike one. This is strike one, and there's no strike two. Yeah. But there's no, but they don't, all they have is is. It sounds like they learned from this Ray Rice suspension a couple years ago. Well, you can't lot of gag on players, and then have videos of well the I, elevator. I think they waited long enough on this where they're they're all right. There's they nothing that happened. could possibly come out they that we don't have, like the Ray Rice incident, yes. where they suspended him a day later. The video comes out. He hasn't been charged, and it doesn't look like he's going to be charged. But it was—I don't think it was just this domestic abuse thing. He got—he had like three or four incidents in a three-month period. Now, what about his dog getting? That wasn't him. That wasn't—that was lucky whitehead. That wasn't him. Wasn't his dog? It was not his dog. That was another Dallas Cowboy (laughs) who also got falsely accused of or falsely arrested. Um, The only other story I wrote down was. And you were unaware of this. The Bills made two trades yesterday. And I asked you, who's coaching the Bills? I don't know. And then I just I just worry about the Packers. Good thing we had Scott here because he came with with Sean McDermott. He was was the data guy today. I like being the data guy. Maybe that's what I'll do. I'll just be your like. (laughs) I'll bring my Chromebook over and watch the golf channel over. Is it over? The golf? Yeah. Oh yeah. Was it day? Yeah. No. What? Who won? Thomas. Thomas. Right? Wasn't that his name? No. Yeah. I thought it was Jason Day. What what was the game? Jason Day? Dude, he had an eight yesterday. I watched his eight. It was awful. He caddyshacked that thing all the way around the course. (laughs) He caddyshacked it. Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas. I had the Justin part right. (laughs) Same thing. (laughs) Close enough. 
Same thing. I saw that uh, Speed didn't do too well. No, he's not making a whole bunch of excuses. We well, just did win the British, didn't he? Was the, or the U.S. Open? No, it would. He won the British. Yeah. So which is good for this him. Was, to be back this was him. For, I mean, he's only twenty-three this, years old. Yeah, but this was for him to win a Grand slump. Slam. It's hard to call yeah. it a slump when you're twenty-three years. And old. And you win a major a year. Yeah. When's, <laughs> when's Tiger coming back? I don't think that's. He's in trouble. He's got a few DUI courses to go to. Is <laughs> <laughs> that cut into his into his practice round? He said he's got like mandatory classes he's got to take. I think. I, think I don't I think they charge him a DUI. I think they gave him. They suspended his. They they gave him a suspended sentence. Does that sound right? Maybe. All right. Well, that that does that covers everything. Um, we're gonna come back in two oh, weeks. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What? We didn't talk about Usain Bolt. Oh, cramping on his last race? Cramping my ass. He got, Go to he DNF. got beat. DNF. <laughs> he got beat. Oh, have you seen the new Gatorade ad? No. Matt no. Ryan's in it. Really? I think they've actually finally put together a positive message. <laughs> I saw parts of it, and I have to sit down and watch the whole thing. But Matt Ryan is in practice, and he goes, sometimes you got to lose to win. I didn't see that. Yeah, I saw that. I think it's finally a really good... I didn't see all of it, but no I picked up, I did pick out that part. What was the hockey one that was so bad? Patrick it was Kane. just the worst. Patrick Kane, God. But they did that with all the hockey players. No, they? but they did the Patrick Kane one, and then before the whole same bolt was like the first one. Oh. Um, who? There was another one. It wasn't hockey. It was it was basketball. Same thing. Shoot and don't Shoot, follow your shot. Don't follow your shot. Turn around. <laughs> go to the bench and get I'm a the best on the court. Way to go. Way to teach those folks how to how to play ball. Okay, so we're going to be back. Can we talk about LeVar Ball? No. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> the, Lakers, the Lakers got a major problem. <laughs> um, we'll be back in two weeks. Drew Borland's going to join us from um, Sports yes. Source Analytics. Awesome. They do a lot of. Um, it'll be a college football preview. It might be the first time I've ever heard Drew speak more than five or six words. Yeah, he's, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I'll have to drag a lot out of him. It'll be like, I can't ask him yes or no questions. No. Nope. <laughs> um, so he's going to come on. He's going to talk a little bit about Sports Source. They do a lot of the um, statistics for the BCS and help. They're in the rooms when, when they're deciding who's going to the BCS now. And they present their case with, here's the four teams you guys should choose. You guys decide as a, a committee. A couple these people are the on the committee changed this year, didn't they? I don't know. They'll be able to answer that. He was just there last week. They had their. I think Archie Archie Manning came off. What about uh, Condoleezza? She's still on it. Hell yeah. Yeah, um, but he'll be able to talk about college football. Um, he'll be able to talk about the BCS. They don't have any kind of media embargo. I think he can't talk about some of the teams he works with and what they do for them. Well, that's but they work problem. with like understand that 30 or 40 college teams I think they work with the Eagles or one professional team I'm not sure who it is um, alright so plugs Scott we want to make sure drive people to your to donate to your your ride um, uh, just do a google scottpatton.com scottpatton.com is one boy uh, uh, tour de pink and look for the uh, search for my name on their website that works too find me on facebook I'm scottpatton44 twitter scottpatton you might have to change that to Scott Patton 50. No, 44. <laughs> 40, 40, 40, 40. <laughs> I might have to put an underscore on there to keep up with the cool kids. 
All right, so scottpatton.com. Go to your Facebook page. Go to your Twitter page. Um, They can donate there. Uh, what was you said? Torta Pink's. You've got Torta Pink's website linked. Yeah, on your I, page. I put a post right on top of Scott Patton. I don't update it much. And, so. and we'll post Scott's information so you can help him raise hit his goal. Sounds like he's about somewhere between fourteen hundred and seventeen hundred dollars away um, to hitting that. And wish you all the all the luck. If I know, I'll see you before then, or um, hopefully we'll have the you first and the second or the second. Yeah. Um, people can go to a couple of new things. Facebook. I can now post the episodes directly to Facebook. You can listen to them there. So you'll have an interactive post on Facebook. I did that with the last episode. Um, you can go to our website, barmanandbevo.podbean.com. You can listen to our episodes there. Uh, you can download the Podbean app on any smartphone uh, and get our episodes there. You can subscribe on iTunes, get our episodes there. Um, you can find, we have Facebook, Barman and Bevo Podcast. We've got Twitter. Uh, I believe it's Barman, Barman and Bevo Pod, at Barman and Bevo Pod. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, on, I'm on Twitter at Bevo8771. Mike is underscore Coach Barman. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then we're both on Facebook, Barman, uh, Michael Barman, Michael Vandura. Uh, I didn't. I, I know I told you a while back, but uh, we officially announced that uh, we're having the baby. Oh, congrats, Dad! Uh, you announced that on last like last, last. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. I think it was just on Facebook. I was put it, it on Facebook this week. Okay, maybe, maybe that's what I said. Yeah, I know I saw it somewhere. Yeah, I, I put it out on Facebook. I think Monday. Yeah, uh, I saw the picture. Uh, Jess and I are having our first baby. It should be interesting. Can't, can't wait to come easy. Our new executive producer. <laughs> <laughs> um, Scott, thank you for coming. No it was problem. Informative. It was fun. Um, Both good, times. Good luck. Both times. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure we'll have you back either before your race, before your rides, or after your rides. It'd be fun to do a recap after yeah. the, after the next two, because um, I believe I'm the only person doing the full distance, all three. So yeah, be, I, I'm sure I'll have some stories from the the inspirational stories that they share. Yes. There, so. We'd love to have you, love you, have you back. And then um, I'll start fundraising for South next year. So Cool. <laughs> We've got the Velodrome in a couple weeks. You've got the talk about the, you got the crit next week. Criterium, the Hateville Criterium is Friday night. Uh, EPDC is putting that on along with the Sorella Cyclist female team sponsored the women's race so we have equal prize list men and women uh, and then we've got Labor Day weekend at the Velodrome yep. with the Friday, pro races Saturday right? and Monday okay racing those days first weekend of college football thanks <laughs> <laughs> by, the, by then Notre Dame season will be over <laughs> uh, who's coaching them now Brian Kelly are you sure yes Something's one, one more year. <laughs> Something's going to happen. One more year. Something's going to happen. Okay. We'll be back in two weeks. Scott, thank you. Mike, thank you. Thank you, Mike. No more mistakes. And we will see you in a few weeks. Is this when you say that it was a recording? No, I got the cover. <laughs> Just a good old boy. Never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw. Been in trouble with the law. Since the day they was born Straight in the curve Flat in the hills Someday the mountain might get them But the 